Grab your popcorn, dim the lights, and get ready to see the scariest thing ever. The Amish. And worse, they're religious. And worse, they aren't actually Amish. Remember how paranormal activity is all on found footage? This movie wishes it didn't. Uh, With Doug Cockle as Goosh and the Bye Bye Man as Asmodeus, this movie dares to ask the question, Yo Mama is so fat because she is filled with the spirit of the Demon King Asmodeus and he is corrupting her physical form. This is Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. This movie is horny as shit. (laughs) Their assholes are always out. It's Mm. insane. Airtight. Awesome. I'm psychic in many ways. That guy's had like three sandwiches this week. Let's fucking kill him. (laughs) That was, in a word, insane. Welcome. Welcome. Okay, so I'm fine, but... One time I was listening to a song and I was just crying because the song what is was this so about good to be? and I was so emotional. I was uh-huh. so emotional and I was so sad listening to the song and the song ended and I was still sobbing and the next song queued up literally was bum 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 dun 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 uh-huh. and I was queued up. I had cued that because I famously listen to music that they only play in basketball stadiums <laughs> and, and I love it uh-huh. um, it was so funny and I love that song though. I feel like I fully can't play my music around people because it's like all like the highest tempo like and most people don't get down like that one time like music and like this like a surrealist French like man's short film about him going crazy. Yes, it's like, <laughs> uh-huh. it sounds like the end of climax. Yeah. The movie. Have you seen climax? No, I thought you were talking it's... about sex. It's like, <laughs> no. it's like the end of climax. It sounds like when I'm screaming. Um, <laughs> it's by uh, Gaspar Noé, who did uh, Enter the Void. Did you say what? <laughs> Gaspar Noé. Oh yeah. He did Enter the Void in Love, and he makes great movies. He climax. Did, well, you know, there's a lot to say. He did Enter the Void, he, and we have not seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, love him or hate him. Love him or hate him, he has become something more than human. I have three drinks. Nice. I've only got one. Am I kind of on some pussy and shit, I guess? this isn't even like the normal drink that you drink. It's like no? the, It's like off-brand It's Clayton. a Coca-Cola, which is kind of off-brand Dr. Pepper. I've kind of... <laughs> it's like the store brand. Yeah. I've kind of been into alternate history, uh, parallel universes oh. recently. Uh-huh. And by kind of, I mean I watched one, one video about uh-huh. it on the drive home yesterday. And it would be so chilling if like, you know, Butterfly Effect, one thing happened like a year ago. And I come in here and like you're actually you you've always loved Coke, not Dr Pepper, you know, or uh-huh. like you're blonde or something. I've always I really also enjoy like alternate history stuff, like um, really, yeah. especially in like a historical context of like yeah, let's look at what would happen if this person won this war and mm-hmm. and like seeing how the world would be different. Um, but I have always resented. I really hate the trope of like butterfly effect. Yeah. Um. I, you, I like it when it's done well, but, like, the idea of, like, somebody goes back in time and they, like, they, like, tell their dad they love them. They come back and Hitler is... <laughs> no! And it's like... Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, almost like insulting to the idea of like the human will because a hundred million people were trying so hard to make Hitler win. And you think you're going to make that happen on accident? <laughs> like you think you're going to drop a pencil in the, f- in the past and suddenly the world's going to change? Everybody's trying to change the world all the time. That's a really good point. I've, uh-huh. I've really never thought of that. Because like, truth is some th- sometimes some things you do don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And not in the optimistic nihilist way. No, yeah. in the bad way. It you're pointless, Clayton. Thank you. But um, but I, a lot of other tropes that you would always see, because it was a, a video by, I think it's Alternate History Hub is his channel, mm-hmm. and it's literally just him doing one of the icebergs for like alternate history stuff. Uh-huh. And <laughs> like one third of all every alternate history story is just. Either the U.S. winning, uh, or the sorry, the South winning the Civil War, yeah. or Hitler winning World War II. Like mm-hmm. it's all, and they're literally just always the same. And truly, no matter what weird spin it could take, it's just the same stuff. I like the ones though where it's like, it's like the South does win, but but they break down or something ten years later, or like Hitler does win, but it's like not horrible, but because the because his empire is too big. It actually just dissolves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like more stuff that's like way more nuanced, and uh, rather than just like then like everything is a Nazi yeah, now. <laughs> everything dies, and your washing machine has a swastika on it. It's yeah, like, okay, 100%. Like, I don't think that like every water bottle is gonna have a swastika on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to Critical. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to, to Critical Darlings. Yeah. Uh, this was this podcast does not have a swastika on it. I'll tell you that much. Did uh, kids ever like vandalize your school, like the bullies or something at your school? Ever just like draw swastikas everywhere? Because that happened a lot at my middle school. Once we found out what that was, everyone was drawing that everywhere. Uh huh. Yeah, I think our school. It was just like such a under budget, like no money school that. As kids, well, we 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 were so upset and like constantly frustrated with the how we were being treated by the school. Yeah, like we went to, we were our bathroom was literally like a portable trailer thing. Um, what? How old? When? This was uh, the school that I went from seventh grade to the end of high school, and the school would gradually get better, but especially in like that seventh, eighth grade, and like freshman year of high school. Um, we hate it to the point where we were like, we would destroy stuff, things <laughs> like further than graffiti. Like we would, that trailer had to be replaced three times from kids who like literally made it unusable. Um, <gasps> would you say it was a destroy, build, destroy situation? It was kind of a destroy, <laughs> build, a destroy situation, which did happen to my wife. Um, destroy, <laughs> build, destroy. That is truly like a dystopian show along the lines of like the mass singer uh-huh. where it's like <laughs> we watch costumes sing and we watch people destroy things on tv uh-huh i anyway. think they should cross those shows over <laughs> they destroy the mass singer destroy singers. the mass singer but then, and they, then they build again. them up again <laughs> they build them but up then again. they destroy again yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a crisscross yeah. applesauce situation um at what gateway my senior there so my school had a rule that they Institute that they instituted, which was that senior pranks, we would have to get them approved by the school. Yeah. Like we would be like, "Hey, we're thinking we're gonna do this for the senior prank." Because one time we filled the school with balloons. Uh, not we. That wasn't my class. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, one of the classes filled the school with balloons, and it was like such a problem that school was like fucked for that day. I love the way that you describe the student body as we. Because it's like you see them as your comrades. Honestly, when it came to like tormenting the faculty, a hundred percent. We like we were like an organized militia that just hated every all of the teachers and and all of. It was kind of unfair yeah. sometimes to be mean to the teachers, but a lot of them didn't give a fuck about us. Yeah. Um, and so we decided that our senior prank was going to be, and we got it cleared. Um, we were going to uh, like dump a bunch of sand in the parking lot and set up like lawn chairs um, and have like a beach day in the parking lot. Um, Interesting. Wow. That's a so, lot of people so were, funny. yeah, a lot of people were frustrated by this in our class because they're like, it's not a prank. That's just something that we're going to do. Like we want our senior prank to be a prank. And we we're like, if you are, there was infighting in our little militia. <laughs> there were a lot of us who were like, okay, if you're getting it approved, then it's not a it's the not senior a prank. prank. Yeah, um, that's so stupid. They have to and this led to the night before a huge banquet in the gymnasium. Uh, somebody, mystery person, like destroyed the gym to like the extent of doing like like pr- probably upwards of like ten thousand dollars of damages. Holy shit! Um, that's crazy. and I remember. <laughs> That like changed like yeah. immediately. Everybody was like, "Okay, well, I don't, I don't know what fucking idiot did that." And like the senior class oh was suddenly God. like, literally everybody from the senior class was being brought in and like questioned. Someone went too of, far. Like, did Someone you do, took did it you do far. it? Do you know anything about it? Who do you, do you know who did it? Um, Damn! Did you and find so out? finally, I was oh in a God. class with my dear friend at the time, Tori, and. And this is public at this point, but she was like, I was like, God, who fucking did? I was literally, I was like, I don't know what fucking moron, like they're fucked if anybody ever finds out. And she was like, uh, it was, it was me. It was me and Katie and this other person. And I was like, oh my (laughs) fucking God. I was genuinely like mad that she even told me because now now I'm implicated. Yeah. Um, Obviously I wasn't, that that didn't end up mattering, but eventually they did get, um, they, they got found out and their punishment was that they didn't get to go to the last week of school, uh, but they still got to graduate. Didn't get to? Yeah, they didn't get to go to school. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna graduate, but you 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 can bet on graduating, but you are gonna get your summer vacation started early." Um, wow, you really showed them. Uh-huh. I guess like the teachers were probably like, "We don't know what else to do. We just want them yeah. out of the school early. Let's just get them out." Like, uh-huh. it was crazy too because they were like not like troublemakers. They, they probably thought they were like, come on, everyone's going to love this. Yeah, yeah. Trust. <laughs> yeah. And- I really think that's what it was, <laughs> is that so they were like, crazy. we're going to do a prank. We're going to like, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, like, because the idea, there was a lot of it. There was like, oh, there's whipped cream everywhere in this gym. But then it was also like, yeah. oh, they've torn up the floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a step too far, man. Um, they, they tore the basketball hoops down onto the ground and the ceiling is uh-huh. falling off. I think there was literally like like 
there was like whipped cream, but I think there was like paint everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> this is so expensive. Yeah, that's not going to be fixed. Uh-huh. Um, having to get the school pranks approved by the principals. Uh-huh. So stupid. That's like, at the first Black Lives Matter rally in 2020 in San Marcos, the organizer was like, okay, we actually have to stay in this little square, you know, the capital kind of square of San Marcos. We have to stay here because the police department like doesn't want us to like to stop traffic. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wait, is this being like co-organized by the police? Like, uh-huh. is this like, so then of course we broke away from that. Cause remember it was the three of us. It was you, me and ben. I was not able to go to that one. Really? Yeah. Was there another one that we went to? Um, no, because you went to one in Austin. Yeah, I was but... going to the ones in Austin. Um, yeah. I remember you telling me the stories from the San Marcos yes, one. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I remember just thinking, what? Like, why? And then in the opening speech, she was like thanking the police department. I was like, are you like a mole or something? Like, are you like mm-hmm. from the department? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's just like, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and ha- organize a protest in my fucking backyard and yeah. see who, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was awesome. We went to the train tracks and back, and everyone saw it. Hell yeah! Stopped traffic, and everyone was honking their approval. Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, pranks were great. I've never liked pranks. Never done pranks. Don't really get pranked. Mm. Uh, other than the time that I <laughs> that I uh, for all those who are familiar with what a corn dog is. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you walk up behind someone and knee them essentially in the taint or the asshole, mm-hmm. and just really forcefully knee them, uh-huh. um, and that's the prank that you just hurt them. And I did that. Everyone at school was doing it to me, and we were all doing it to each other. I was probably in like fifth grade, and then I went up to my t- my dad doing the dishes, and I was like, Ugh! and I. <laughs> And my dad was like, what did you just do to me? Like, what was that? Don't ever, don't ever do that again. Uh And I was like, I felt so bad. We should resolve me and you to buy the next podcast. Each of us corn dog somebody. We've did a corn dog count. How many corn dogs we can get? Oh, we're trying to corn dog the most people? Yeah. I'm gonna lose some friends. Do you think? Well, do you think you're gonna get a higher number than me? No. <laughs> I feel like if we did both, mo- both of us would have one, yeah. and then we would both feel so guilty so, about. Like if I if I did that to like Jill or something, like I would I feel like I could never talk to her ever again, yeah. ever again. Yeah. Or Hayden, frankly. Uh huh. If <laughs> one of my friends corn dogged me, I would genuinely be like, I fuck you. <laughs> That's like the whole thing of. Where I used to fake like bonking you on the head, but we were certain that if I kept doing that, eventually one day I would actually punch you in the head by uh-huh. accident so hard. But then that you would get mad for a second and then laugh at it. Yeah, I think I think my me I think that there's not a lot of hey there's not a lot of people who could hit me and me, me not get mad. But I think you've earned it. Me. You've Thank done a you. lot of fake bonking. It cancels out. Yeah, the yeah. Real bonking. I've done enough fake bonking for one guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Max, any so, dreams? Yes, I don't remember the contents of the dream at all. But after the next day, you know, the next day, I got to work and one of my coworkers, I was talking to her, and suddenly I realized she was like in my dream. 
mm-hmm. you know, where you have like a feeling like, oh, wait, wait, I'm making this connection in my brain. Like, wait, you were in my dream last night, I think. I don't remember what it was, but now it just feels weird to like be around them because it's like I feel like I have all this other context for the type of person you are, mm-hmm. but that's not who you are. It's just you in my dream. Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, 100%. not in a, not in like a sex way at all. Truly, like it's no, just yeah, like, a weird, yeah. like somebody that you don't know very well, and then you've had a dream, and and it's created like a character and a persona of them yeah. in your head, um, which is not even accurate to the real them. Sometimes it is though, because your brain picks up on your a lot of knows stuff that you shit. don't. Yeah, have you had dreams? Um, I've just had so many. Uh, server dreams lately. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they've been coming back. I think it's because I've just had some awful fucking shifts at my yeah, restaurant. It sounds like due it to a manager that sucks. Still ass. there? Still there? Oh my god! You? I mean, I feel like you should straight up go to another manager, maybe like a head, a higher manager, uh-huh. and just relay all this information. I, you probably have, but I think I assume that somebody has talked to our main manager, but. I don't Did know, Did y'all ever man. do audits? or Not audits. I don't know what it was. I think that's what we called them. When I was at a server elsewhere, mm. We every year, maybe every six months, we would have anonymous slips of paper where mm. we got to write our opinions and what we thought of each manager, like, mm. anonymously, and, like, rate them based on, like, how well they handled things and stuff. And it was all anonymous. We would put it in a box. And I think they were called manager audits. Mm-hmm. And I praise some of the because it would go to corporate it would not go to the head manager like even at the store mm-hmm. and i would praise the really good ones and i would go in t- i would go into town what is it called i would go go to, go to town. town i would go to town i would go to a town i would go to a town and scream at the people of a manager have you watched any good shit movies lately um i watched uh the fly jeff goldblum you did yeah i watched the fly <gasps> Are you getting I was a fly on the wall when it happened. Are you getting yourself confused? I watched the 50s fly. Oh, we I watched the uh, Jeff Goldblum fly. When did you I watch the fly? Um, yesterday. Why? Um, because I was getting to uh, Ellis's place nice. before we went to a little Austin Powers party. Awesome. Um, and the fly was on. So I watched it. Period. Was it good? Oh, yeah. It's great. I think I'm going to watch that because I... I, th- I swear I just talked about it on the last week's podcast, but I watched the 50s fly. Uh-huh. I wanted more. I wanted more, ba- which is truly why I'm so excited about this movie. Anyway, that I'm going to suggest. I think you podcast. will love the Jeff Gold. I think fly. I definitely it's will. so good. Um, and also after watching The Thing, we both watched uh-huh. last, last week, um, I just really want more 80s horror, but like sci-fi horror. And I... I Really into sci-fi horror this this Halloween. Hell yeah, yeah. That's my zhuzh. Zhuzh. Um, Max. What's up? What freaking movie did we watch? So last week I made you watch Rubber. So this week you made me watch Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. Seven, the seventh movie, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Next of Kin. And although it's the seventh in the series, it is not canonically related to the rest of the movies. No, boo. I think. Um, question mark? Question. Probably not, unless there. Well, there is going to be the eighth one. There, yeah. On Hopefully, Wikipedia. I can't find. It seems like the eighth one may not be it's happening, scrapped. which yeah. is making me sad. That's sad. I want more bad paranormal activity movies. But I if, want more if paranormal activity movies. seven survived COVID, <laughs> uh huh. 
come on, we gotta get that eighth one. I assume yeah. it like under under underperformed. I can <laughs> understand how because from the sounds of it, this movie may have just killed any like corporate interest in paranormal activity as yeah. a product. Yeah. Um, which I can kind of get. This one was a stinker for me. It's just I think where they really missed the ball. We'll get onto all of it, of course, but overall, since this one's not related to uh, the six other movies we watched last year for the Paranormal Activity episode, you lose out on the factor of the kind of recognition of, you know, connect connections and stuff. Because obviously Paranormal Activity 7 <laughs> is not trying to go for the high class, highbrow art artistic movies. Uh-huh. It's trying to go to like a more like normal, casual viewer experience, right? Uh-huh. And so what casual viewers love is to watch a movie and then go home and watch a YouTube video called Paranormal Activity 7 Explained. Uh-huh. Or or they love to make one connection, one really lazy connection themselves. I'm not saying casual viewers are bad. I'm a casual viewer. But, like, no one is taking all their time to watch all the Paranormal Activity movies and then record a podcast about it. No one's doing that. Except for us. Except um, for us. <laughs> um, so it's like, just do that. And you will get way more people interested in it. But because it's unrelated, it just turns out to be another shitty paranormal movie. Like, mm-hmm. that you could see it anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. It's got... And especially, like, if you were to use the elements... Ooh, ASMR. Oh. Wow. <sighs> I'm talking Disgusting. in your ear right now. For real. Hold on. Everybody turn it up. Take it. Take your headphones out and turn it up. I don't care where you're listening. Uh, um, what? <laughs> um, what are you in seventh grade? <laughs> but seriously, um, if it were to use the established tropes of the Paranormal Activities movies, which is actual found footage, set up cams over like a nightly format, um, which is not. It's not super restricting. It's just like, that's what these movies are. And every movie, literally every paranormal activity, even the bad ones, have found ways to kind of reinvent that and make it cool. Very much. First one, normal sitting, two cameras, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And very basic, very simple. Then we had the one where it was go left, go right, go left. Then we had the pool cam. Then we had like the house security cameras. And then, mm-hmm. then we had the laptop camera. Mm-hmm. Then we had the Connect camera. Yes, that was so like so uh-huh. stupid and so cool and yeah. like awesome because mm-hmm. and it was product placement, uh-huh. but I still loved it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then there was the GoPro, and then the phone. I think was one of them too. Yeah, all all of that. Mm-hmm. But this one decided to take a. It was still footage in the canon of. The series of the movie, but it was a documentary. It was a documentary being made by the friend of the main character who's related to the Amish. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's this perspective. Yeah. And it failed. Also, two movies ago we had fucking superpowers and now we got Amish people. Talk about a step back. Period. But we did get kind of a Skyrim moment. Um the main enemy. Just oh, looked like, well, oh, yeah. Asmodeus just straight up looked like a Skyrim zombie or something. Uh-huh. And also, for some reason, the camera they were recording on doubled as a 3D, not 3D, 
doubled as a slow-mo camera. Yeah. And there was a button you could use to make it switch to slow-mo. Um, and uh, so it was just so happening that the camera got bopped a little bit. Yeah. And so it was glitching to turn to 3D every time she got a kill. So it really was like Skyrim. It was fully, it was yeah. Doing like a video game execution. Yeah. And so the whole, the whole uh, main plot, girl adopted. She's like 20 now or something. She and her friend meet, uh, get in touch with like her cousin or something who lives in this Amish community. And she wants to meet the family that her mom was from. Cause she hasn't seen her mom since she was dropped on, the stoop of like a hospital in the, mm-hmm. in the town next to the Amish place or no, I think it's a couple of States away cause it's, they take a flight. Yeah. But yeah. And so it's very much, I found it just to be very similar to kind of like midsummer in that way. Like, you know, fish out of mm-hmm. water, people come into this and then, whoa, it's starting to be creepy, but they don't leave. And then they regret it because they're actually Satanists and they're devil worshipers and they sacrifice people and, the the main character is next in line to be the vehicle that they can trap Asmodeus, the king of hell, mm-hmm. in, like the flesh body. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole thing. And we slowly get tension towards that point at the climax. And it's all a lot of slow burn tension like Paranormal Activity does. But it just doesn't feel like a Paranormal Activity movie at all. No. Because it's just not the stationary cameras. It really... Really? It really changed a lot. I'm also realizing I don't even think five had stationary cameras. That was the one with the 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 like superpower kid. Yes. And he yeah. puts the dog on the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> nobody put any fucking dog. Nobody put anybody on. Ce- Actually, she got put on ceiling. That's right. That's the right. worst thing that can happen to you in That's paranormal activity right. is getting put on the ceiling. If, or if maybe all of your kitchen furniture is on the ceiling. Oh, or everything something. always goes to the fucking ceiling. The knife on the ceiling fall down. Oh hit yeah, the mom. that was so good. It was great because it's possible for a movie to be kind of bad, like all the paranormal activities, but still mm-hmm. be fun and enjoyable and like good in that respect because it's like yeah. cheesy popcorn movie kind of thing. Uh-huh. This wasn't even fun. It, no, like we <laughs> time after time run into on this pod bad movies. Make the fatal flaw of just not being bad in a fun way. Yeah, it's not. It's trying to play it safe to make a a movie that is going to be well received without yeah without having any risk involved. And when you do that, you make a boring fucking movie. Um, and that's what they did. Um, it had a couple moments where it was like, okay, this is a cool thing. Um, but for the most part, it sucked. Yeah, the main character was also. And this is a this is a trope in a lot of horror movies, but the main character was so stupid in this one <laughs> that it was hard to not want her to die to get punished for what she is fucking doing. Yeah. She finds a big hole that's clearly a feeding pit for a demon, and she's like, "Okay, I'll get into harness. You lower me in. We gotta find out what's going on here." Like. The characters have no reason. Once things start getting like obviously fucked up at this farm, yeah. it's like, go home. You don't yeah. need to be here. So a few tired tropes that really crop up in this one. Uh, frankly, I think we as a society have surpassed the need for Amish or otherwise 
um, technologically unsavvy people being scary. Like, mm-hmm. like not because I'm trying to defend the Amish at all, but it's mm-hmm. like similar in the vein of Midsummer or mm-hmm. like a lot of or H- the Vavitch. This movie, I think, um, scary ghost Amish paranormal activity type movies have had their moment. We've seen the good. We've seen the bad. I'm done. I'm done with that. I don't think it's it offers a new perspective anymore. It's like okay, you expect them to be docile and nice, but they're actually fucked up. That's that's not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Um, another tired trope. I was honestly surprised that it was like just straight up like the king of demons or whatever. Like it was just totally jump yeah. the shark. It's like not just a demon. Or A this or A that. They were like, this is the king of demons. And I know that because I Googled it mm-hmm. on the computer at like Walmart, right? It wasn't like yeah. at a store. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I I think if you're going to have ghost movie, just don't make it classic hell. De- devil worshippers. Da, da, da. It's like boring uh-huh. as fuck. Also, all of Paranormal Activity, the entire six movies before this, yeah. have been about one demon. One guy. And one demon who's not the king of demons, and then this one for number seven, which is branching off. They're like, forget all that. We're actually doing the same thing all in one movie with the most ultimate, big, epic, awesome demon. Yeah. And for some reason, like, this Amish community is in uh-huh. touch with the king of demons. Um, so this actually kind of goes back into my in my sequel that I have an idea for. for G4. Okay. So, I'm, so we're going to put a pin in that. Hell yeah. All right. That... Pin Toby's just one put. demon, but this one deals with the king of demons. Mm-hmm. Um, another tired trope. Again, the um, the really the superstitious or the the main girl with like a hunch that something's going wrong, and then uh-huh. people around her being like, "No, that's not true." Da 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 da. She's feel just like peeling her hand with a potato. She's just peeler. peeling her hand with a potato. It's peeler. normal. Don't be mean. Um, I thought the best part. The most enjoyable part was the end when we saw the whole Amish community going batshit crazy and like throwing uh-huh. axes everywhere and setting everything on fire. Yeah. It's like finally these people are like emoting in a way that's like entertaining and cool. Um, mm-hmm. Because the whole time they're just very still and very calm. Um, and it's just, that's kind of all I even have to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I can't say anything else without just repeating myself. Um, there is a scene in this movie where the main character is on the bed. Um, and she has, uh, she, she gets possessed by a demon in the night. Um, and it makes like, she's got like blood all over her legs and on the bed. Um, and then there's blood as well on the ceiling. Um, like a lot of blood on the ceiling. Yeah. And the Amish people are look looking after her and her friends who are from the real world are like, um, what what do you think is wrong with her? And the Amish guy goes, "It's probably um, really overactive menstruation." Um, <laughs> and let me remind you, there is a large pool of blood on the ceiling. On the ceiling. And her friends believe this guy. They're like, "I guess it's probably she just- shot pussy blood, like oh gallons God. of it, oh, onto disgusting. the fucking roof." I hated hearing you say that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Um, and that's it. That's a lot of it. Um, Max, so we've still got some time here. So I was thinking yeah. this will be great for our TikTok 
optics. Perfect. Because people love these. We were talking about doing uh, another... Uh, uh, br- what, what are they called? Um... What do we do with Bracket? the haunted furniture? Oh, um, draft. Draft, draft pick. pick. I think we should do a horror villain draft pick. Okay. We're trying to get the best oh, horror the best villain. best team of, through all of horror pop culture? All of horror okay. pop culture. Right. Here we go. And okay. this, is, this is not even just the best, like what you would consider the best. We are trying to have the list of the five most, I think, iconic. Yeah. We're trying to pick the, the horror yeah. villains. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Critical Darlings uh, draft pick. Well, let me see. Okay, wait, let me. This is the Critical. How can we make it sound like a soundbite? This is the Critical Darlings top five draft pick for most iconic horror villains. I get five, you get five. I want the most iconic list possible. Hell yeah. Um, you start. I'll start. Oh boy. I'm going to have to go. I mean, if I'm starting. Yeah. I think I am kind of backed into a corner with that. I think it would be almost foolish of me to say anything else. I'm going to go with Jason from Friday yeah. the 13th. All right. Well, then I'm going to get Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew that was coming quick. Yeah. Um, if you're taking Pennywise, my number two will be... Uh, it's uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Mike Myers of Halloween. Right. Nice. Michael Myers, not Mike Myers. <laughs> I'm going to go with Austin Powers. <laughs> Uh, sweet. For my number two, is probably going to be. Uh, tell me if this counts. I think it does. Uh, the Xenomorph Alien. Of like, course. Yeah. Yeah. The Xenomorph. Definitely that's that a great pick. Da Alien. Dalian. Uh huh. Um. God. I'm gonna go then. My number three will have to be. Um. Uh, torn between two right now. I'm gonna go with Freddy Krueger. Okay. Nice. Your first kind of a uh, uh, beyond human. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Well, Michael and he Jason. Runs, he runs fast. There are Which there one? are arguments to be made. Mm. Okay. Iconic. Iconic. Okay. Then mine is. This might be kind of an unexpected one. Okay. But if we're going for iconery, uh-huh. I'm gonna have Jack Nicholson in The Shining as my number three. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, for my number four, then I'm gonna and we're going for iconic here. Yeah. I'm gonna go Chucky. That's oh, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> now we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing my blind spots. Uh-huh. Um okay. Okay. Uh for my number 4, I'm going to go Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I guess I'm going to have to do it. I'll go Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster. Uh-huh. That I have a good, good fifth one though. I just thought of a good fifth one. Okay. Um I'm going to go number 5. Um I'm going to go Predator. The Predator. Classic. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Predator in forever. Uh, and my number five is going to be Jaws Shark. Jaws Shark is good. <laughs> Jaws Shark. Jaws, Does he have you a know name? his name is Jaws. <laughs> she. Oh, you're right. No. Is that the second one? Oh, are you thinking of the boat? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my mom. My mom was talking to me about Jaws. <laughs> and she was like, it's actually a, it's a mother and its child died. And so she mm. goes and she kills a bunch of people and she starts eating them and they have to shoot her with a big AK-47 like shotgun. And I was like seven years old and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Jaws in a while. And also a lot of my memories of it are corrupted by the song Jaws by Neil Cicerega. Um, 
I've never heard that. It's just him singing the plot of the Jaws movies, uh, <laughs> except he is changing large details and keeping some the same. That's that's honestly a good series I want to binge because I know that Jaws one is like well known to be a good horror movie, mm-hmm. and but I don't know anything about two, three, right? Four? Um, yes, I think there's definitely at least up to three. I don't know if there's a Jaws four, but yeah. maybe. Do you think it's like Jaws two is J? 2WS, J3WS, J4 Jaws 4 should be J4WS, but Clayton, I don't know. Clayton just covered my mouth with his hand to make <laughs> me shut up. Um, but that was a good draft pick. We should definitely do more draft picks. Like I think I think I so. It could be I think ball. it'll be great Twitter bait, not Twitter, TikTok bait. We should also post them on Twitter. Animals on TikTok. I agree. Um we're expanding our reach here at Critical yeah. I, haven't, I haven't posted the haunted one on TikTok, though. Like, TikTok specifically. I haven't posted that one yet. Mm. Posted on Instagram. I guess I just did the wrong time. I got, like, six likes. I was so mad. Damn. But I think for some... It used to just be any video you posted was either a video or a reel. You could choose if it was going to be a reel. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, actually, all videos are reels now. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, what? And then I think it's back. I might be totally wrong. But I think it's back to... Videos and reels are separate because if it's over 90 seconds, it's too long to be a reel. And I think the haunted furniture one was like 93 seconds. Mm. So it's bullshit. It's effing bullshit, bullshit. man. Um, but yeah, I really, like, I really, really love a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so horror movies. What is considered? Because Aliens a horror movie because Alien is sci-fi horror. Yeah. And it's scary. And it's fucking scary. Yeah. So do you think it just has to be scary to be a horror movie? I think so. Or unsettling, upsetting. Upsettling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm just breaking into this horror genre. I was, was going to watch 20 movies all of October. I still have time. Mm-hmm. I'm running behind a little bit because of work. Do you but, have your list on you? Um, Not the list I wrote, like hand wrote, but I have... The list of films that I've watched so far for this. Mm-hmm. I've already watched both of the Gremlins. Both Gremlins. I watched The Mummy and The Fly. That's four. Scary, scary. Uh, very scary. The Mummy, else. like Brendan Fraser or like old the, the, school? The very first The Mummy. Oh, wow. <clears throat> uh, very offensive. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how does somebody become a mummy? Also, how do mummies kill people, typically? Well, in that one, he's just like a zombie. Because uh-huh. he raises from the dead and just like... But there's also there's like a curse. Like people get sick. But like stuff. if you're thinking about just right now, a mummy comes into this room. What are you afraid that it's going to do to you? Is it going to beat the fuck out of you? It's going to lurch <laughs> slowly towards me. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I'm I've so never afraid. seen a mummy get somebody. They're always walking after people, but... People stay just out of their reach, and they go. Most of my mummy experiences with Scooby Doo, of course, but right. You know, mummies as like a cultural icon, apart from like the actual Egyptian uh, mummification stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they're really under, under, under explored, developed, underrated. Mm. Yeah, we just because we get. You get werewolf movies, you get vampire movies, you get all of it. But you never get mummy movies unless it's the mummy, in which case they're usually they usually aren't really like mummies. Yeah. Um because like for example, the Tom Cruise mummy is him having mummy powers. 
which is right. basically the same as Morbius powers. <laughs> so um, just kind of undead powers in general, and it's like, how are how is this? How is he a, a mummy? mummy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mummy is an insane fucking. We we'll should have watch to watch it. that. On yeah, here. I I did not know about that. That uh-huh. he just gets mummy powers. It is yeah. It it was supposed to be in the dark universe, right? I know about this, which I was kind of intrigued by just reading about it. But again, uh-huh. I don't watch any movies. Yeah, so they were just all awful. The ones. Yeah. What, um, what I don't even think was that just like it was going to be like mummy Frankenstein Dracula. Yeah, yeah, All, yeah. That would because be originally awesome. they set it up in Dracula Untold, um, oh, yeah. which was it was a it was a Dracula movie with Luke Evans, and I remember being so baffled because when I watched this movie, I didn't know anything about the Dark Universe yet. I saw this in theaters, um, and it just ends with him suddenly in like the modern age, and somebody's like, "Well, Mister Dracula." It appears the game is afoot and walks away and it's like um, and I was like what the fuck <laughs> is this setting up for a Dracula untold sequel fully and that's like how whenever I watched Morbius oh that's another one I didn't watch it in October though also it wasn't part of my list but also I wouldn't I don't know if I'd call Morbius a horror <laughs> It's horrifying to watch. Mm. Uh, Matt Smith's in it, giving his best performance of the year. Yes. Uh, but whenever I watched Morbius, in the end credit scene was the uh, Doctor Strange like riff, rift in space time or whatever uh-huh. the purple thing, and uh, then like the the hawk is the, the vulture. The, the vulture is put into prison from the other universe, and now in the Morbius universe, he's in that. He's in because Morbius takes place yes. in our world, or Morbius different? takes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm Morbius I'm, takes place in our world. Yeah. Be afraid. Um, we'll say that the critical dar- critical darlings canonically takes place in the Morbius universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it takes place in. I think you would call it probably. I think they call it the Sony verse, uh, but more accurately, it's the Venom verse. Uh, it was the cinematic universe started with the Venom movies. Okay. Um, so Venom exists in Morbius beforehand. Yes. Okay. Venom. Uh, that's why it's weird that okay. he says, I am Venom. Uh, in the trailer, he says, I am Venom. Just kidding. I'm Dr. Michael Morbius. But in the movie, he says, I am Venom. And then they cut out that line. So it just sound it would be like Iron Man showing up and being like, "I am Captain America," and them not the movie not addressing that. It's really baffling. <laughs> it really makes me mad every well, time I think that about it. That's my greater point. When I watched that, I have not seen Doctor Strange in his boldy verse of badass or whatever. Uh-huh. I have not. I have seen Homecoming, but I don't really remember it. Also, I have terrible face blindness. I saw the old man and I, I was like, "Who's this new character?" Uh, and I was just like. The way that I have to see so many things now, this is not a new opinion, obviously, mm-hmm. but the way that I, Max Foster, have to see so many movies now in order to understand a 10 second part of one movie, mm-hmm. at least it was like the after credits thing. It wasn't like pivotal to the movie, uh-huh. but it'll probably be pivotal to the next one or whatever. I don't, I don't know. And I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. It really is like, it is crazy. Like, obviously it doesn't really affect me because i see most like 
movies big, in general. Big franchise movies that come out. And yeah, just pretty much most things that go into a movie theater, I'm going to go see. But think of the children. But yeah, I, to me. somebody who does not have my weirdo movie-going habits, like, yeah. it has to suck ass. A little bit. And also, imagine if you did want to get into Marvel, and so you're like, okay, where do I uh-huh. start? And they're like, well, you just start movie from the one. And keep like, w- watch it like a fucking TV show on Disney+. Plus. Like, I mean, there you fucking go. That's yeah. Literally, that's literally it. Yeah, that is literally it. The Speaking great- of what? So this is obviously, talking about this on a podcast, no less, is not oh, no. going to feel good. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? She-Hulk. No, right? no, Clayton. You are tread lightly. Uh-huh. I was watching it and I Clayton was genuinely. so many gay friends and so many non-white male <laughs> friends. I swear to God. I swear, 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 swear. I, I was watching it and I was genuinely enjoying it in a way where it was like, I don't even the people that like She-Hulk. I don't think really think that it's that good, right? Because it's it's a sitcom made by the studios behind Disney Plus, which is fun. It's which is like, a fun idea. Yeah, cool. it's it's fine. Um, so you don't dislike it for the reason everyone else dislikes. No, and I I, I like the character of She-Hulk I've seen before is usually not great. Um, she's usually very clearly a woman written by a man. Uh-huh. Um, and I really enjoyed this characterization of She-Hulk. Um, and I would love to see her in future movies. Um, and I liked a lot of what they did in this show. Uh, having it be a sitcom was fun. Using like Marvel stuff in a silly way is great. And it was poking fun I do at like the that. universe. I do enjoy that. Um, the finale to She-Hulk was one of the worst things that no. has ever come out of Marvel. That sucks. Because you told me about the episode right before the finale. Yes. Wait, Which spoiler. has a bizarro... Yeah. Uh, we're going to spoil She-Hulk on this podcast. I don't imagine a lot of people are super pressed about that. If you care, you've probably already seen it. Um, the episode, the penultimate episode... Uh, she-Hulk's sex tape gets leaked and she finds out that this guy who she hooked up with previously in the season was secretly evil and had sex with her only to film it and like use it as part of like this evil group of incels. And it's like, why are, one, why are we doing this to She-Hulk? Can't she just have like a normal fucking villain? <laughs> why, do, yeah. why do we need to subject her to like having her privacy violated is that is can we only be interested in women in relation to like their objectification by men and to the they went from that to a finale that is so they forget about that almost immediately oh oh what they she she basically loses her job and gets really sad and goes at home and she's being really pathetic because she's so sad about everything that happened. Uh, she also had like a trial thing and she's not she's allowed being to be She Hulk anymore. Pathetic. Yeah, she's. They're like they're like they may as well be playing Charlie fucking Brown music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, considering things that happened, I would. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's like at home, and then the movie. It all just twists into this weird thing where like crazy stuff is happening, and She-Hulk is she's looking at the camera, and she's like, "Is is this really happening? What the heck?" Um, 
and then she crawls it it goes for a moment and pauses and it becomes the disney plus home screen and she punches the she hulk logo out of the home screen and crawls out and is in disney headquarters and goes and talks to the fucking writers of the show um and then she goes and she's like i want to talk to kevin like it's supposed to be kevin Kevin Feige. feige Uh, but she goes and 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 then she meets and he's like, I am Kevin, and it's like this robot K E V I N, is like a fucking algorithm, and they're making fun of the formulaic nature of Marvel, but they are literally doing so in a sitcom, which is probably behind Marvel movies or beside Marvel movies, one of the most formulaic like forms of media that exists. Um, and then very, she just that's tells really not what I expected at all. Yeah, she tells the writer, not even the writer. She tells Kevin Feige bot to give her a happy ending, and then we don't see a conclusion to any of her any of the storylines that have been set up through the show. And she's just back, and then Hulk comes in and has a cameo where he has a fucking son or whatever. Um, it well, was he has a son. That's he has cool. a yeah. That's cool. It's, it's just weird to me. That is weird. Um, How did she become She-Hulk? She, they got in a car crash while Bruce was wearing an inhibitor that kept him from being the Hulk. And then he accidentally perfectly bled from his arm into her open wound. Uh, she became Hulk. And so since she's who got is, the banner bloods. What's up? Who is she in relation to him? Like, are they related? Uh, they're cousins. Oh, I see, I see. And I think that's why she was able to She-Hulk because she... Has the banner jeans. It's like House of the Dragon. It's exactly like well, House of the Dragon. Well, that is crazy. That is not what I expected at all. That it was gonna uh-huh. be, and I I have such a mixed relationship with stories that break the fourth wall in order to comment on either the story itself or whatever. Like, cause I've also like I've written stories like that. So I definitely don't think it's bad inherently but there's definitely a sense sometimes and you only know if it's a bad way to do it if the second that it happens you're like oh you're mm-hmm. like oh this kind of sucks yeah um, that's a bummer that it is like that because it's like it's like cool that there's a, there was a she-hulk show i also haven't seen any of it and i decided to abstain from looking at anyone's opinions on any of it so because uh-huh. it was just gross everything i was hearing um, but yeah, that yeah. sucks. That does suck. With that, speaking of franchises <laughs> and formulaic stuff, Max. All right. Let's hear that sequel. So, Paranormal Activity 1 through 6 deals with Toby, the demon Toby. Um, I don't know if that's even his real name or just like the name someone gave him a nickname as Toby. Uh-huh. Right? That's Whenever how young, young one Katie. of the kids, not Katie, but I think her sister, yeah. would refer to him as Toby when mm-hmm. he was the little man that talked to her. Imaginary her friend. Her imaginary friend. So yeah. by the end of six, I forget, Toby is not defeated. Toby, uh, Toby by the end of out. six, he, yeah, he, become, he gets his body. And he's out. That's 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 right. The last we have seen of Toby. So. Yeah. And then in seven, it's seemingly unrelated story, but it ends with the king of demons getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in the eighth one, the G Force are called to um, assist this man who says like he is being hunted down. He is being hunted down by a demon. Mm-hmm. And he feels so scared. And the Geo Force is like, we don't really do paranormal stuff. Like, 
we're the animal kingdom. Like we are very pragmatic. Like we believe in all this stuff. And then he's like, no, I swear. And then this uh, other this uh, man shows up, and he's like, no, I'm being hunted by a demon. That guy's a demon. And then the original guy says, no, he's a demon. And it turns out, Asmodeus, the king of demons, is here to whoop Toby into shape. Because Toby was trying to get his human form to get out of hell, not to cause chaos. Although Mm. he did cause chaos in the process. But because he was running from Asmodeus, the king of demons. But Asmodeus got his own human form to chase that guy down. Uh That's what I think. And so then it's a... uh, the G Force were like, whose side do we choose? Like the little king of hell, mm-hmm. or this rogue demon who says he's not going to be bad, you know? But but he's also a demon, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, and, and I don't know how it ends. I don't know how it ends. I don't. I don't care. I think we don't see them fight in the movie, and the whole time the de- the G Force are like, yeah. God, Asmodeus is trying to kill Toby, but they're both demons. Do we get involved? Yeah. Um, and then. They're like kind of getting involved, but it's like weird and detached. They don't uh, yeah. fully understand the situation. They find out eventually um, they that these two are not fighting. Uh, they they were they were dating, and Toby That's left so... the demon realm to run away because Asmodeus broke his heart. And then this conflict goes into hell, and so the mm-hmm. G Force kind of has to go into hell to finally put this lovers' quarrel at an end. So once they step through the portal of hell. And they resolve everything. They're like, okay, we're going to go now. And then the mm-hmm. portal of hell closes. And then Asmodeus says, you stupid little guinea pigs, you fell for our trick. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Paranormal Activity 6, the ghost dimension. The ghost dimension, bitch. <laughs> and Cerberus is going to eat your aff. Nice. If, if Cerberus ate the G-Force, he could do it all in one bite, technically. Because he has three heads. Easily. Well, bink, bink, bink. He two, two, and one. Oh, right, there's Hurley. Right, because there's... Let's say it together. Hurley. Blaster. Darwin. Juarez. Mooch. Mooch. And Speckles. And Speckles. Well, yeah, Speckles, I was just thinking of like yeah. the, the three... The core. The, yeah. the pre-force. Kind of like... The ones that... Yes, the yeah. ones who were in the lab kind of grew up together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so hard to think of G-Force and not think of the G-Serum... And the different generations of G-Force and them being in uh-huh. the lab together. Like, it's so hard to, uh-huh. to, to separate what the canon we've created 100%. from the real canon. Because ours just <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah. God. We've really put we've put more thought and work into G-Force than anybody else in than the whole world. Anyone I'll say else. It. I'll say it. Truly. Um, Max, we're not what would done. you give this freaking movie out of 10? Um, two, easily. Yeah. I think it was kind of enjoyable very slightly in that it was a movie on my television screen mm-hmm. and that's it yeah i think i'll give it i, th- I was gonna give it like a three i think uh, i'll stick by that it, it yeah you know it had enough that three yeah. is fine for it yes oh yes um but the whole thing about this podcast is that this kind of happens all the time yeah i that's true it started with episode one where Clayton suggested we watch a movie and then mm-hmm. it was a bad movie. So I was like, I'm going to make you watch another bad movie and then he's going to make me watch one every other week. Mm-hmm. So Clayton actually has no idea the movie we're going to watch for next week's episode. And I, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I've actually been holding it inside this entire time we've been talking. He's been actually, he told me beforehand how excited he was about this one. And then during the podcast, I did too. Oh yeah? I told Hayden. I told Luke. I told Hayden. I told Jill. I told Hayden. I told Josh. I told Alex. Wow. I told Bill. 
Who? My ex-boyfriend, Will. Uh. <laughs> William. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. So, listen. Okay. Listening. Do you like to party? I like to party. Are we watching Project X? Yeah. I like to party. So, do you like to party? Yes. Do you like beaches? Yes. And are you a fan of horror? I am. Then you're going to love this next film. Uh, there's no other way to build it up or hint you towards it because you've never heard of it. It's called Horror at Party Beach. Horror at Party Beach? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, wait, I take it back. It's the horror of Party Beach. The horror of Party... <laughs> oh, so there's not a horror at Party Beach, but Party Beach is, is a horror, the horror, perhaps. So, can I... Show you one image from this 1964 horror. 64? Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yes, please do. And this is going to be on... <laughs> um, go check our Instagram at Critical Darling it's to see what we're looking Clay- at. Yeah, go, go check out the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Clayton Chalman at Instagram.com. Um, so, it's... Um, the Horror of Party Beach is a 1964 American horror film in the beach party genre. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's a... It's I a, love the beach party genre. It's a take on beach parties and musicals of that time, you know? So it's like... But it's a horror movie. So I think... Okay. What they were trying to go for was that it was like, it's a horror movie, but what if all these people got murdered? Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. And they were trying to make it like a good horror movie, and it just is bad altogether. Like, it's bad as a horror movie, and then it's also as bad of the things it's parodying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> the tagline is, the horror of Party Beach, weird atomic beasts who live off human blood. Oh, no. And there's three exclamation points. Um, I was watching, like, The Fly and the Mummy, like, all those all those movies. And um, I started this one. I like watched the first 10 mm. minutes of it. And I was like, I wonder what this is about. And I was just like reading about it. And I saw on the Wikipedia page, it says it's considered to be one of the worst films of all time. And I was mm. like, I literally stopped it. And I was like, I'm going to save this Hell for yeah. the podcast. But what I did see the first 10 minutes was insane. Just classic, horrible 60s movie. Hell like, yeah. Just I'm keep excited. in mind when we watch it. That this came out five years before 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh my god. Is that true? Yeah. 1969, right? Yeah. Wow. What year did Barbarella come out? 68. Let me see. I think. Or it might be 70s. Because this might be the oldest movie that we've ever watched. 68. 1968. So this might be the oldest movie we watched. 1964. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... With that, we've got nothing left to do, so we're going to go ahead and put a cap in this little guy. In this ass. Um, I have been Clayton Chalman. And I have been Maxim Foster. And as always, stay, stay critical, critical darlings. darlings. Bye-bye. Bye.